What's up, you guys, and welcome to the Living Change Podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Ricker. My mission for this podcast is to bring encouragement and hope to my listeners through stories and experiences with God. I pray as you listen, you can really see who God is and His glory can be shown to you through today's episode. Let's go. What's up, you guys? This is your host, Kimberly Ricker, and um, I'm coming at you on a Sunday 25th of February and um, I recorded an episode prior to this one and uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different you know I I've been struggling lately I've been struggling with my own personal life and I won't get into it, but um, I really just felt like I needed to put something out that was real and authentic and straight from my heart, and mainly what's laying so heavy on my heart today and in the past few days is when the world around you claims to know Jesus, claims to be a Christian when that isn't the case. Their lifestyle choices don't reflect that. And it's not me being judgy. It's the truth. There's a lot to be said when it comes to a lifestyle change. And why do I know that? Because Jesus transformed my life completely. And one of the biggest evidences of that salvation, that true forgiveness from Jesus, that true transformation and sanctification, that's our action. It's what we choose to do with that gift. And that's what it is. The grace that Jesus gives us, our lives reflect what's pleasing to him, being obedient to him, that is what separates people. That's what separates Christians from non-Christian. And I would know because I've been on both sides of the coin. One side of the coin was a good majority of my upbringing and my childhood. I told myself I was a Christian, but I never truly let Jesus in. I never truly let him into my heart. My heart was never in the right place. But part of it was I didn't really understand. I didn't understand the whole gospel. I was a kid. And lucky for a lot of kids in in this day and age, and even kids my age or whatever at the time, they understood that. But I had a time and I had a place for when Jesus was going to come into my life, whether I believed that or not. And to be honest, for a long time, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that he would transform my life. I didn't believe anything when it came to grace, when it came to his forgiveness, when it came to a heavenly father. I didn't understand that it wasn't about religion. I didn't understand that it was about a relationship with a man that was tortured and beaten to death, literally to death on a cross for me, for a sinner 
And I can sit here and say, well, my sin wasn't as bad as like, you know, killing people and, you know, doing those things. But I tell you, there are people out there like that that have been forgiven by Jesus. And why do I say that? Because maybe you're listening today and you feel like that's you. That you've done so much wrong in your life that you don't even deserve the forgiveness that Jesus gives. But what I can tell you is you do. And that's what I'm, I think, I think God's trying to teach me right now is everybody deserves forgiveness. And I, I've said that multiple times to people where I say I truly believe that everybody deserves forgiveness and everybody deserves to feel the love of Jesus. And I fully, wholeheartedly believe that. But there's times where I lose sight of that because you see the brokenness you see the hurts that people have gone through and you just your heart breaks for them but there's a part of your humanness and in your flesh that's just like there's just no way there's no way that God could change that person there's no way God could change someone who's done so much wrong but then I got to look at my own story and I have to be like, there's, there was a way. There was always a way. And Jesus made a way for me. And maybe you're listening and you know that grace and you know the change that Jesus does inside you and has done inside you and has transformed your life completely. You know what I'm talking about. And I guess what, what's been bugging me the most and I can't sit here and say I'm perfect. But what I can sit here and say is what's been frustrating me so much is that if you call yourself a Christian and you do not live your life to please him or you obey the commands of the Bible, knowing full well if you, if you have gotten quote-unquote saved and you chose that Whatever day it was, whatever time it was, whatever age you were, that means that you now follow him. You no longer are a part of this world. You're no longer living the way that you used to live. And the Bible says it. I just got done watching um, the movie I Can Only Imagine. And it impacted me. <laughs> I've seen it a couple times, probably three and um, the lead singer of Mercy Me is what it's about. And uh, his name's Bart. And Bart had an abusive dad who was lost. And, I mean, he beat him so profoundly at times, you know. And, and Bart didn't know he could forgive him for that. And, you know, there's been people that have hurt me in my life. People that I didn't think deserved forgiveness. But as I've been transformed and sanctified, and I'm not anywhere near close to full sanctification, I chose to forgive them. And that wasn't on my own power. That was through Jesus. That's through the Holy Spirit living within me. When I think back to when I first tried to get forgiven by Jesus, 
because that's kind of what it was. I just wanted forgiven for all the wrongs I did. But um, it wasn't to, it wasn't for anything else. My heart wasn't in the right place at the time. I was, I think, 10 or 11. Um, and I didn't fully understand the gospel, <laughs> even at the time. I mean, I didn't. I didn't understand how a man could die on a cross for me. I didn't understand that, that type of love fully. But I remember that day, though. I remember I was in the backyard at my grandparents' pool, and my grandma was telling me about it. And she knew I was going to church at the time, I think. I think it was around that time. It was me and my sister, and she was telling us about the gospel, and I remember being like, yeah, I want to be saved, sure. But it wasn't, again, even though I had a heart of a child, I didn't understand what I was doing. And my grandma called up my mom, and she said, hey, you know, Kimberly wants to do this. Is that okay? And she's like, yeah, of course. I remember nothing changed. I remember a little bit of a quote-unquote spiritual high, if you will, an emotional moment. Not really even emotional. I didn't cry. I remember feeling maybe a little lighter, though. I remember feeling lighter. I felt like, wow, like, this is kind of cool. But uh, it slowly faded. And how, how did it fade? How can someone come to a, to a point where they ask Jesus into their life and yet nothing changes and so they don't follow him? Or at least just kind of shrug it off, right? I think that person has to be in the right headspace, in the right heart space, and the right motive has to be there for the Holy Spirit to come in. Because if you truly don't believe in what Jesus did on the cross for you, there's no way that you, you, you can be forgiven or changed. And I've known people over the course of time in my Christian walk so far And I want you to know this is not me being judgmental. But you have to have some sort of discernment and some sort of feeling of some sort towards people who say they're a Christian and they don't act like it. I'm not here to call anybody out. This is just what's been on my heart for the past couple days and I haven't known how to deal with it haven't known how best to go about what I'm feeling but it's heavy because my heart is that I want everybody to experience what I've experienced because if I would have known back when I was 11 or 10 that love for Jesus I I wouldn't have done half the things that I did in that huge time frame and in that you know 15 years almost of of time actually 18 would have been 18 years, living for the world, living for myself, thinking that I knew all the answers, partying, drugs, sex, all of it, you name it, I've done it, minus hardcore drugs, (laughs) but I've made so many mistakes, I've chased so many things that I thought would fulfill me. There's a song that I listened to today. It, it basically goes, there's nothing better than you. I searched the world and it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise 
treasures that fade are never enough. And it isn't. This world is an endless amount of distraction. It's an endless amount of lies, deceit, and the thing is, is a lot of us are falling for it. A lot of us are falling for the, for the lies and even the lies that you're saved. The lies that you're, you, you're saved, you're good. Go ahead and live your life the way you want to live it. You're, you've been saved by Jesus. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to believe so that you can go straight to hell. And that's a hard pill to swallow if you think about it. Think about all the people out there that think that they're saved, that, you know, they don't have to live any sort of way, that they can live the way that they want to live. I can tell you that God, (laughs) he doesn't want that. And that's not what he calls us to as a Christian. As a follower of Jesus, that is not what he's calling you to. He's calling you to more. He's calling you to follow him not yourself. That's what he did on the cross. He died for us. And in return, we have to come to dying for Jesus. As weird as that sounds, we have to come to a point where enough's enough. You've done it yourself. You've tried to write your own narrative and your own truth because that's what the world wants you to believe. There's just a lot of people that are blind to the reality of, of what's happening. And I guess my heart is, is to tell the truth. You can't have two masters. You can't pretend with God. You can't sit here and say that you're a Christian and pretend that everything's hunky-dory and that you're a good person. You being good isn't enough because if that were enough, Jesus wouldn't have had to die on the cross. And this may be heavy for you to hear, and it's supposed to be, I think. You know, when I started this podcast, I... I wanted to share testimonies of Jesus with other people. I wanted to share my story mainly because I felt like I went through such a drastic 180 change that it doesn't usually happen with people. I felt like I needed to share it though because I feel like I was messed up. I was messed up in in the ways of the world. I was blinded by the truth. I was I was whoever's listening like if you have never been saved by Jesus like just know like I was there too. I get it. I know where you've been. I understand. And then once you once you actually experience that love of God, that grace that Jesus gives, your eyes start to open and you start to see a lot more of him and a lot less of the world and a lot of the stuff that the world is given, it doesn't it doesn't fulfill you as much anymore. That's true forgiveness. That's when you know that the Holy Spirit has truly been put inside you, inside your heart, is, is that when the things of this world that you used to do, it no longer has a chokehold on you and it no longer feels good. And, you know, and I understand falling off and feeling like, well, I had this moment with God, but it didn't change me. You got to give him time. 
I had to give him time. But I didn't give up on him because I didn't feel different. Your feelings will always lie to you. Throughout your whole Christian walk, what I'm learning in the past two years, and it's only been two years, you guys, a long life ahead of me. And what I've learned is you got to give him time to sanctify you and at least do a work in your heart. And you got to be patient. Patient with yourself and give yourself grace. Because it's not overnight. I say 180, right? But it really wasn't a whole 180. Like it wasn't like, night to day. It really was a couple months of trial and error and a lot of error. (laughs) I struggled for a while forgiving myself even. And I think that's where we got to start. I didn't, I didn't deserve to be forgiven, but I was. And that's enough for Jesus because he loves you so much. He loves you so much that he was willing to go get tortured and beaten and die a sinner's death, your, your death that we should actually have. And you know, with Jesus, I am enough. And for a long time, I didn't feel like I was. And I still struggle with it. I struggle with feeling like I'm enough for the worship team. God, why would you use me? Because you're willing. That's why I'm using you. And what makes you think... That you being enough isn't enough for him. You're already enough for him. And whoever's listening to this, I want you to know that you are enough. Whether you want to believe that or not, all the pain that you've experienced, the mistakes you've made, and the really, really horrible choices you've made, everything, everything that you are is enough for Jesus. And I didn't believe that for the longest time. Growing up, I didn't believe that. I believed that everybody else got grace. Christian friends all around me, you know, and, and I was like, well, that's good for them. Good for you. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I never condemned Christians except for I thought that they were judgmental people. But what I've learned is we're not perfect people, and we never will claim that. Christians never claim to be perfect. We mess up all the time. But that's just it, is we're in constant repentance. We always have a choice which way we turn, which way we go, who we follow. And I guess the heartbreaking one for me is that people truly believe that they're Christian when they have no relationship with God at all, that they don't do the work to even try to make a relationship with him. What makes you think that a relationship without work is going to work. And I'm, I'm not sitting here claiming to know all the answers because I don't know all the answers. But what I do know about relationships, friendships, they require work. They require you to reach out to somebody, to call somebody. You want to hang out? There is no friendship. There is no relationship if you don't put in the work or effort for that relationship. So what makes you think that the relationship with Jesus is any different? And it's a question you got to ask yourself. Do I want to be forgiven? Do I want the grace? Do I want to change? That's a big one. Do I want to change? And it's all in your timing and God's timing. Mostly God's. (laughs) 
He'll call you when he's ready for you, but I will say that I had a whole episode ready to come out and I didn't feel right about it. I didn't. I didn't. There was no direction. There was no heart in it. I wasn't really trying to claim to know it all, but I think that there's just something that's changing in me where I want my heart to be in the right place. You know, I pray before I got on here, Jesus, this is for you. This isn't for me to do it all for the glory of God. And that's what I claim on this podcast is I claim to bring glory to God. And I'll be honest, some of these episodes, they weren't. They weren't for the glory of God. They were to glorify myself. My heart wasn't in the right place. My motives weren't in the right place. And I'm not sitting here... I'm not sitting here trying to find likes and whatever. Because I know that this episode, it's not, it's not going to... It's not going to get the most likes because it's the truth. And it probably will make some people mad. Because it's, it's doing something inside of you that is like, who are you to say that I haven't been saved? That's a question you got to ask God and yourself. That isn't something, that is not something that I'm trying to do, but I am trying to get you to think. And I'm trying to get you to see that you don't get to do whatever the heck you want. Sorry, but you don't. You don't get to live selfishly. You don't get to do that anymore if you've been saved. That's not how that works. If you have asked Jesus into your heart and you're still living for the world, you really got to ask yourself if you've been saved for sure. You got to second guess that. Because if there's no fruit, if there's no good deeds, if there's nothing good coming from your life, then you got to you got to ask. You got to ask God. I just need people to know that it's not it's not easy. People you love, people you care about may not understand where you're at. But in in only I can only imagine that movie you watch as his dad was transformed completely into a new man because of Jesus. He beat his own child and his mom to the point where she left and then he just got the rest and he chose to forgive him so I sat here and I thought about people in my own life friends and um, people that live for the world that I know and um, when you start to to kind of lose hope in God that they can't be transformed, that's when the enemy wins. You can't give up. You can't give up praying. You got to pray constantly for them because their eternity is at stake. And it says in the Bible that a prayer from a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I believe that. And I'll never give up praying. I'll never give up hope. And I always have faith in God and his promises. He knows what I'm facing. He knows what I'm dealing with. He knows my heart. And I fully believe that he can transform anyone. 
Because like it says in Amazing Grace, he saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, now I see. It really is Amazing Grace. A grace that is transformative for anyone who wants it. It's a choice. You make the choice. It's not something that I can do for someone else. I can't make the choice for them. I wish I could. I wish I could. But if you're sitting here and you've, uh, you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I pray that you do that. And all you got to do is say, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. That's all you got to do. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. But mean it. Mean it in all of your being, in all of your heart, so that he can show you a different way. If you're sitting here and you've got loved ones, if you've got friends that are just lost, pray. Pray for their eternity. Pray for God to show up in their life in such a profound way that there's no way that they could ever question that it wasn't God, that it wasn't a God that loves them. Never give up hope and always have faith. He's trustworthy. He's worthy because he died for you and for me. He just wants you to experience his love and he wants others to experience it. So I hope that you guys have a good day and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Living Change Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to share the podcast with someone who may need to hear the message as well as leave me a review and a rate. This helps me out so much and I hope this week blesses you. Have a great day. See you next time.